Go ahead, I'm the guy that's what? Yeah, I'm the guy that, 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 that says what I mean. You know, it don't take me no time to come up with whatever I mean. I don't, I don't uh, try to put it in no, no, I just call it blunt, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I last yesterday, I believe it was, not day before yesterday, that I performed out there. They said that they, I'm kind of deviating from the thing. That's right. They, they are, what had happened was my name had been mentioned in the, in the beginning. But they was afraid that I would not perform for the money that they wanted to give up. Was the Scottsboro? Yeah, and of course, uh, Yank Rachel come in. He was excited to see me, and he didn't have too much time. And I decided to go out the way he was doing the little play at. So when I walks in now, right away they all got for joy and so glad to see me and asked me, "Did I would would I work for it?" And number one word I said, "How's your budget?" Now, ordinarily, the ordinary guy would have talked a long time before he asked about money, but that was my number one thing. And he said, well, I give you what I give the rest of them. I said, what do you give the rest of them? He said, $100 every session. I said, well, how many sessions are you going to get? He said, how many would you want? I said, well, I'd have to have at least $300 to be anticipating when this at least $300. He said, well, you're two sessions behind. He said, well, okay. I give you three hundred dollars for the one session. So I went on done the one session. I would have done the three, you know. But they'd already done. But they'd already done two. But since that's what everybody else is getting, just give me the three hundred and just add me. And so he added me. <laughs> All right. Let's let's put the question a different way. Uh, has we we said was racism? We talked about racism uh, play a part in your work as a musician. How about segregation? That remained at that time as it was. Didn't change. Blacks over this side, white over that side, so forth, so. Well, how did it how did it play a part as far as working with musicians? Did you did you all interchange it all? Now we're talking thirties, forties, fifties. Well, the black man could always be added to a white band if he wanted to do rhythms like drums and so forth. But no matter how great he was in the other parts, he did him quite We credit him for being a good rhythm man in that stand. So in that, it didn't reverse itself where the white kids would be with the black kids in any capacity at all. Was the black man and his white boy? We didn't, we didn't do that. Didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. Now, would you would you prefer to play in a black club, a white club? What was the difference? Did it happen? I didn't have no preference. You didn't care. No. You didn't care as long as you could play your music and that's get all paid. I, that's all I care. Uh, did you play in white? Yes. Was there a preference for other people? Uh, did they, did they, would they prefer to play in a black club or would they prefer to play in a white club? Did they make more in a, in a white club or make more in a black club? Well, there wasn't a whole lot of money to be made when I come along on any circumstances. But uh, up in the later part of the years, like the 60s, uh, 
they began to kind of intermix, you know, a little. The, the clubs, you would have sometimes 30, 60, 40, 60, uh, I mean 40, 60, and, and uh, well, sometimes one-third, one way or the other white, two-thirds black, so on and so forth. It'd be like that, you know, it coming on up through the 60s, it began to mix, you know, you talking about the bands or the audience? The audience. Did you find that um, the audiences were different as far as your your music was concerned? Well, back a long ways back, yes. Uh, the it was it was very difficult to play the towns that I play in a real classic place because they felt they liked it but they didn't want I don't know it was a funny thing I'll give you this way and let you use the interpretation of what happened anybody else hear what I'm saying can use it at that time I was married to another lady my early young wife she worked in private family. Their record collection consists of all types of black music, blues and whatnot and everything else. But when the party comes off in their house, that stuff was all taken out and put on the cover somewhere. And it was played all the other stuff, you know. They would bring in some of the blacks like the Pelotons, you know, the great jazz players of the time, big band stuff, they would play that among the people they were entertaining. But now when all of that left, they'd go back to their blue, put their blues albums back when they had this kind of machine, you know, operating like we got. You talking about the 40s now? Yeah. They would bring, they would bring uh, their old stuff that I do now, they'd bring that back and do it for themselves. And you could find it in, in library after library of white people. But when it comes to listening to that, that, that in general public, they would deny that. They pretend they didn't know what that was, what what it sounded like. And they and then would they go to the clubs? Oh yeah, they go to the clubs. They go to the clubs. Now it wasn't in the club in over here in this kind of town that carried anything like. But East St. Louis had a lot of it. Can you give me some of the names of some of those clubs then? Well, there was this place called Red Top. There was a place called. What was that place name? I don't know. At Harlem, they used to go over there quite a bit. That's who in Brooklyn. And, uh... Are you talking about... Where is it? Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. That's it. It's out of East Oh, over here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Harlem, Brooklyn, and Red Top. Yeah, Red Top. And it's, Harlem was in Brooklyn. And, uh, a little town in Brooklyn. Oh. And, uh... A little club in a little town in Illinois. I'm I'm getting confused. What I'm trying to say. Well, anyway, there was another Rosebud or something like that. What was that place name? It was real famous. The Brock boys who used to work there. He used to do. I hear a song now that somebody's claiming that they done it. And probably wasn't born when that boy was singing. 
around rough around the clock tonight. Uh, Ned Love, who had a club. Ned. Ned Love. Love. Mm-hmm. That's the claim of the club. Ned Love Club. Ned. Ned Love's club. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, Another club that was uh, this musician out of California. He called himself that uh, Tosma Hall. Mm -hmm. The club over there called Tosma Hall. That was that was famous for them. Now this is whites came over and went to these. Clubs. To these clubs. Were yes. they black owned clubs? Or yeah, most of them were black, black owned. owned. Mm -hmm. Now I think one of, one of one of the clubs, maybe two of the clubs, were white owned. But they was in the background, you know what I mean? They had the black fronting, you know, for the mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, you played in these clubs? Yeah, I played in most of them. Not all of them. I never did play in uh, Tosma Hall. Mm -hmm. And I never did play in the river, but the rest of them, like uh, Harlem and all of them. When you played, Henry, did you did you have did they hire you for a week, a month, no, no, a day? It, it was a weekend or something like that. So it was really kind of hand to mouth. Yeah, you didn't. Well, no contract holler was written, and the fact remained that a guy called you Friday to play Saturday. No advertisement. Mm -hmm. Well, it was almost an automatic crowd. Crowd, but what what they were concerned with. It's trying to offer good music every every weekend, and that would maintain the good crowd coming. You never know exactly who you're going to hear or what what is what, but you'd have the reputation to have good music in your place. Well, we've been. All right, I got one more question before. Uh, what's the? What about the clubs on this side? Uh, not too many. That. There are only two clubs that, well, it's about three of them that existed was, got, would get a, a famous uh, club reveal. In Delmar, was in there? It's on Delmar, yeah. And the West End Waiters Club, which was on Van de Venna and, well, close to the end right now, was Westville. And, uh, well, don't, these are the clubs I'm naming now black owned. Now, over there where, where Cheaters and Pillars played, that was a club, but that was a white club. Cheaters? And Pillars. Je Jimmy, Jeet, is, is that his name? Mm -hmm. Jimmy Cheaters? Mm -hmm. And Pillows? Mm-hmm. Who's that? That was what they called themselves as that, a band. I, I know, Pillows. Two different people. Yeah, well, I'm trying, is that his last name? No, no, that's not, Jeeters is, is Jeeters. And, and Pillars is another person. Yeah, I know, but hmm? that's what I'm saying. What I don't know whether it's his last name or not. That, that's Pillows. I know I know the name Jimmy Jeters. I just don't know the name Pillows. Well, but that's, that's I don't know the front name oh, on that okay. either. Oh, okay. That's what I was trying to find yeah, out. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, did, did your, we've talked about racism and segregation, but We've not talked about feelings about it. Um, did you feel any anger? And if so, did that come out in your music? No, I, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. 
I feel, yes, I, I, it, it's hurt has come over me, but never concerning of me. Nothing, not, you know, anything to me. But like the, the dramatization of that that we done last night, it's impossible for a person with any feeling at all, even if it hadn't have been black people they was doing it to. I would feel angry about them doing it to anybody that kind of a way. But naturally, I feel worse because of my people. Now that's, that's the fact. We, we, you know, the truth has to be spoken as the truth. And sure, I've I felt angry, disappointed in a lot of things. Because in some cases, I've been abused here in this city. I, some of the things I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare write about because I wouldn't want it surface again. And from the police departments of this town, you know. But uh, sure, there's always anger. You know, even now I have people to suspect me as being an elder man like myself, as to be what they used to call the Uncle Tom type. But I've never been. And I've always spoke up, even if it caused problems. I've said what I mean, and I'm not repeating and mean what I say. And uh, yes, it's no doubt about that, sister. Anger will come up. I, I don't see how anybody could deny that and claim yourself of human flesh and blood. But I've never got to the place where I was so desire to, what do you call that, to revenge it. Mm -hmm. Because, well, I'll admit some of it need revenging. Okay. But uh, that part wouldn't be for me unless it was directly inflicted upon me. Then I would have to see to it being done as best I could. But did it affect your music? No. No. Did it have anything to do with your composing? No. Only to accept some of the composing that had been done way before my time in the slave days. I, I used a lot of that music that was there that had meanings that uh, was interpreted by the, the uh, great fathers, the white fathers. You drew on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, right. Do you think most of the black musicians have had their roots grounded in the blues? No. No, the percentage of black great musicians never got a chance. And history will fade out without them ever being noticed. A few that's being brought in by people like myself, namely, but not opportunity-wise, to expose what they really were. I name I could name people here in the city of St. Louis. Was I could say it in truthfulness. Uh, one was named. We called him Son Ryan. I don't know his real name, but Son Ryan. I just wish that I had any parts of the knowledge of music that man had. Great vocalist plus. He'll never be known other than me making his name, or maybe somebody else knowing him because he's passed on. And you got Gorm that we naming at a saxophone player, not a saxophone player, a clarinet player. 
He used to really just disturb the neighborhood with his beautiful sounds. Sam Boyd. Nobody would. Once, once the people that knew him is passed on, he'll be out of history forever. You know? So, no, they haven't got a just thing in, in history. There's too many, too many of the greats that's unheard of. Well, the reason why we, we know that, we know that, that opportunity just wasn't for the black man. And that few of us got this chance, rare, but there's millions of others that didn't get opportunity. It's possible better than some of the few that got the chance. Why do you think some of the few, why, why were some able to get it and some weren't? Well, I guess that's just a game fate plays, because I, I, I don't know, it's just, as I said, being at the right place at the right time, that's all I can say. And uh, I think you can compare that to something like catching a lot of race. Your, your career is really in a couple of, uh, you're, you're, you're as a musician and a performer, a composer, a singer. Um, is there one that gives you the best feeling inside? Well, I, I kind of I kinda put them in a package, and uh, I, would, I wouldn't be able to distinguish one from the other, because mm -hmm. it all goes right together. It all goes right together. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought maybe one gave you more Stood pleasure. Stood out a little further, no. No, more pleasure, more pain, no. stretched you more as a No, I think, I think one, one compensates the other. <laughs> but I don't have all of it, I don't think, it, none of it is much good. Okay. Um, well, how do you feel when you're playing him? Well, that's a deviation. You, you, that could never be explained. It's any way that a human could feel, all of those feelings be present at the time. Good, bad, great, little lesser than great. <laughs> it's all kind of feelings in there. You feel that you, you, some of the times you, you have, you have, you have a low image about yourself. Some of the times you do. Sometimes you just don't feel up to it. So that's, I call that one of the low parts in your life. It's not the music that's making you feel low. You just feel low. Yeah. And sometimes the music can brace you back up. Mm -hmm. um, well, you're, your whole is your whole life music your your wife sings uh, uh, so much of your everything you do it seems what else does Henry Townsend do what else do you like to do well I guess I'm so versatile because you know I've got so many God-given gifts I don't know call it I know it's no way for me to really appreciate it, just accept it with gratitude and let it go in them. Because I can classify myself and it, it's not it's not a slouch field that I can put myself in. I'm putting myself in as I told you, I'm in process of repairing this thing here. And this is a combination of a stereo amplifier set for just like that one up there. Uh -huh. Now I never went to school for that. 
but uh, somehow or another, I require knowledge to, I guess, stand up a few to know what's going on. And I've, 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 I've read and studied blueprints. I've learned codes and all this. Thing. So I go in for some electronics. I won't say all. I go in for some electronics, automobile, mechanic, small appliances. Refrigeration, now that's a trade, I school for that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I got a wide range, wide range of stuff. I also repair telephones. You know okay. All them telephones over there, I repair them. So I got a wide range of stuff. I, I'll have to pat myself in the back, in the back. Uh, it's a gift, I know it's a God-given gift because you know, just walk into things like that and look at it and, and, and understand it all the way, unless it's a mm -hmm. gift. And I just about do that. I look at it, I never see it, and I just about understand it all the way. I'm doing no with no lesson. I'm, I do little computer work. There's my disc there where I put my stuff into the copy, block disks and stuff. Now, this is all self-taught. Well, my grandfather done the same in his, he never had a day in school. I did have third grade in school, but it's self-taught. I've, I've found ways to bring myself above the little stage, you know what I mean, and put myself on a platform where I could be accepted. I know a lot of things that I don't do that I would like to do, yes. But since that opportunity didn't come, well, I, I'm settling for what is there, not necessarily, but I'll have to. You know, I, I'm, I'm gabbing now. What I would say now, I'm, I'm speaking of the education side of it. I, the language, I know I'm, I'm terrible with that, but that don't bother me too much. As long as you understand what I'm saying, that's all that's necessary anyway, no matter how you see it. I have no trouble understanding what you're saying. Well, and, and that's all, that's all I, you know, that's all is to there. As long as you understand, you know, what, what I'm saying. You know, it doesn't matter. It sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm using certain things for whipping boards, but I'm not. It doesn't matter about how less or how great you speak. You'll find that we're misunderstood regardless in a lot of cases. And uh, I could say a percentage of of what we say, maybe a small one, is misunderstood from you or whoever, or even the language professor. He can be misunderstood just like everybody else. So that, no, I when I say it doesn't bother me as long as I think you get just about what I said clarified. Henry, sometimes I think that we need to take a lesson in listening. I have it. Not so much in speaking. I listened to a man give a lecture yesterday. He's, he used Every word was this long, long. I never did know what he was saying, and he could have said it very simply. So let me move on to about, back to the audience for a minute. When you were playing, and I was asking you about how you felt, um, can you tell how an audience is reacting to you? And yes. What does that do to you? It gives you an incentive to go forward. And it, get, it encourages you. It makes you feel that you're serving your purpose. So it helps you 
to be what you want to be. If you're playing and your reaction is not what you would like or not what you do you do you change your st what you're doing? Do you? I go from you go from one extreme to the other. Yes. <laughs> you kind of try and mm -hmm. see, see if you can grab them. Yeah, the artist the artist is your cues. They tell you what to do and how to do it in the sense of speaking, because you your purpose there is to please them. You give them sounds that they can accept and enjoy. And you can see if you're not hitting on the right cue. Then you break from that. Don't hold it too long because if it don't, if it don't wait in a few minutes or so, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So then your thing that you should do most is try to find you some common grounds that you know somebody's going to accept. And if that somebody accepts it, you probably got it made. It don't have to be no the whole majority. There's a small minority. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get them all. Yeah, if you get that part of it to, to listen to you and give you any kind of applause at all, don't worry now, you got the rest of them. Because people will, people like monkeys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I see. They'll follow. That's right. Okay. So and 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 they will they will attend they in by them falling they will actually appreciate what they wasn't appreciating. Mm -hmm. Now it's it's tougher here in America though, very very much tougher to meet our music to the American people. I guess they take a lot of it for granted because they hear so much of it. But now when you leave the states. You go any place in Europe or wherever, and I've been a whole lot of places, mm -hmm. you don't have no problem at all. The people, me, every place I went that I was had an engagement at was a sellout. And each time I performed, I felt like a king because they make me feel that way. I got on calls, applause, standing ovations, all the way through Europe. And you went to which countries? I was in Austria. I was in, what is that, uh, Switzerland. I was in Sweden. I was in Italy, Stuttgart. I was in Germany. Been all over out there. Was this the sixties? Well, yeah, sixties and seventies. Well, Henry, what? Why is it different there? That can't. I can't. They just appreciate. They appreciate the blues music. They really appreciate. It. They appreciate all the music from America. My wife and I followed. Uh, what is this in this? Yes, this was in the 70s. We followed Ella Fitzgerald, Count Basie. We were one night behind them on about three stages. You know, each, each, not three nights, three different mm -hmm. stages. And the crowd in both events, you know, Ella's jazz singer, and she packed the house. And Henry Towns and Grinnell, blues people, packed the house. It just didn't change. 
just didn't change. See, by being one day behind them, we were there the same day they performed at the same place. Mm -hmm. So we could get a chance to know what went on with them. Mm -hmm. And people, some of the people, how are you going to perform behind Ella? <laughs> but Ella says, I'm not Ella. You check with Ella and find out how she performed behind me. <laughs> Ella does her thing, you're going to be doing mine, I'll be doing mine. <laughs> well, it's good company to be behind or in yeah. front of, whatever. Yeah. Both of you. Um, well, is there a total acceptance over there, too, of yes. blacks? Yes, yes, yes. The feeling is not like here in America. The truth is, uh, that part of the world is, I don't know, I can't, I can't think in terms of what wants to come up in my mind that those people are more intelligent than us. I wouldn't want to think that. <laughs> But it keeps jumping up in my mind. <laughs> oh, Henry. <laughs> but somehow or another, somehow or another, they do have more togetherness than we do here. You know, now I can say this blunt. If the powers of this country would quit trying to be so separate, and like executing, I'll say this boldly, like Reagan uh, believe in equal but divided. Now that can't, you, there's no such a thing as that. And if they throw that out of their mind and quit worrying about something that don't mean nothing and do something that's got more value to it, this country would be equal greater countries, the greatest country on the globe. We all know that. But the power structure is striving to keep setting people down. Now that don't mean just the black now. If you don't have anything and you white, you black to them, you're not gonna get nowhere either. Because the only way that they could hold the black down, they got to hold the less fortunate down. So that applies to everybody that's less fortunate. See? So that's the unfair thing in this country. Did you ever consider staying in Europe? Well, nah, I did not because my age was against me. If I'd have been young, it probably would have been a possibility, you know. Yeah. But uh, all of my, everything, I, I, I couldn't leave America. I couldn't leave it. Although I don't like what's happening in it, but I wouldn't leave it. Well, six months you could leave. Well, yeah, I'd leave for that long and come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, it must have been, I mean, when you tour there and come back, it, it must be kind of a shock. Yeah, yeah. It is. To see the great difference. To see the great difference in in people. That's all you can say. Okay, I feel like we're skipping around a little bit. That's um I have a lot of questions and Yeah, but now I'll tell you what we're gonna have to do, sister. Okay, you wanna stop? Yeah, we're now yeah, we're gonna have to let this go for now and I'm gonna have to you got some time to get this all done, ain't it? Sure. Now, I want it at your convenience. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give you another appointment where I can give you maybe 45 minutes or something. Okay. Yeah.